Praise the Lord. You are welcome to discipleship classes with Samuel Odo. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to share your word. Thank you for your wonderful Holy Spirit, our teacher. Speak through me today, Holy Spirit. Reveal your words to your people this morning or this afternoon, this night, whatever time they are listening to me. Give revelation, give correction, give instruction, give encouragement where it is needed. Let the anointing on the word of God empower my listeners to become doers of the word they are about to hear. Help them to make adjustments where they need to make adjustments and bring glory to the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Remember what Jesus Christ commanded us in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. For this year, I began a study through the Gospels to find out what Jesus Christ commanded because that's what he asked us to preach. I was telling my wife humorously uh, just a few moments ago how uh, some of us know the deep messages, how to live a five-dimensional life in a two-dimensional world. <laughs> she found that very funny. We know how to live a five-dimensional life in a two-dimensional world, but we don't know how to love our neighbors. You know, like things like that. You know how to flow in the supernatural. You know how to, the difference between the supernatural and the, the, the miracles and glory. You know the difference between the anointing and the glory. And, but yet, you don't talk to your wife. That's um, misplaced uh, knowledge, or I don't know what to call it. You know, but I'm trusting the Lord to use me in these discipleship classes to bring us back to the basics. The basics. Because if we get the ABCs right, then we can flow properly in the XYZ. The XYZ and the ABCs, they are all intertwined. It's all alphabet. What I mean is that if you understand the basics of Christian life, 
like the message I'm about to share with you today, then it's easy to flow in the supernatural. We have a lot of teachings on the message of faith, but the Bible says that faith works by love. For example, the Bible says if you don't treat your wife with understanding, you're, you're not gentle with your wife, for example, your prayers can be hindered. We know the different dimensions of prayers, how to unlock the third heavens and the second heavens through how to release angels. But if you have all those knowledge but you don't treat your wife kindly, your prayers, the effect of your prayer will be limited. You see? So love your neighbor as yourself. If you ignore that commandment of Jesus, all of your deep revelations will drown you eventually. For example, the Bible also says that even if you give all your all the money you have and even offer your body to be burnt and you don't have love, it profits you nothing. So it's possible for someone not to have love even though he's a Christian. Remember, Paul was writing to believers in Corinth. It was not for unbelievers. You know, so that's why we're coming back to the basics. Hallelujah. This is not one of those fire, fire, fire messages that I preach. I just want us to talk. I just want us to talk. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. That's where we'll take our text from today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Please share this message with all the believers that you know, the people you love. Share them. Let's remind ourselves of these things, Lord. Please, let's remind believers about the basics. Sometimes we we know the big things but we ignore the basics let's remind other believers about this Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 14 by the way I feel led to share with you the good news we started our Bible school in India uh, yesterday yesterday the 9th of January 2024 in case you are listening to this message at another year we started the Bible school we had 27 people in attendance in the first class introductory class about 38 people applied um, we were very selective about who we are taking in because we need to be sure they are not government spies and agents um, I don't know if you are aware of the situation in India. We're praying that God will intervene. So we're very selective and we're able to take um, 38 people and the applications are still open. The rule we gave them, the instruction we gave them was find only people who are hungry for God, who are hungry for the Word of God. Then if you feed the hungry, the hungry will find other people to feed. 
including those who don't know they are hungry. So please, I just wanted to share with you, pray with us concerning that vision. God gave us a vision to raise one million disciples that will transform the nation of India. So if we empower these guys, they will go into their communities um, and teach other people what they've learned. Praise the Lord. If you want to support uh, us and partner with us to see this vision fulfilled, please um, consider partnering with us financially. Um, We need financial support to be able to do all that God has laid on our hearts for the nation of India. Eventually, we will have to move to India for a season, you know, to be on ground. So there's a whole lot involved in that. We need to translate materials, books, Bible study outlines to the Indian languages so the people can be able to, you know, get the word in the language. And we are doing everything free of charge for the people. Please, um, if the Lord is speaking to you, give us a call. Send us a WhatsApp, send an email, go to our website samuelodo.org, samuelodo.org, or uh, send a WhatsApp and we'll tell you how to give to us, how to partner with us. The number is plus 27 6338 Plus 27 Praise the Lord. Please uh, give us a call today. The information are also contained. Uh, if you look down on the information part of this podcast, you see all of the information. Amen. The Holy Spirit just prompted me to share that with you. Um, God help us in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16. The Bible says, You are the salt of the earth. Let me read from the New Living Translation. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it useful again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a mountain glowing in the night for all to see. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket. I think I mixed King James and NLT. I have a parallel Bible. Let me take verse 15 again. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let all your good deeds shine for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Let your good deeds shine. Shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. You know, yesterday I preached a message. Um, I preached from Ephesians chapter 2. That was the first message uh, in the introductory class of the Bible school. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. 
Ephesians chapter 2. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are his, we are recreated, we are recreated to do good works. NLT says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things, the good things he has planned for us long ago. We are saved to do good works. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt. You are the salt. Salt makes the difference in food, chemical uh, solutions. Salt makes the difference. You are here to make a difference wherever you are, where you work, in your family, in your church, in your community, in the world at large. You are here to make a difference. God has put something inside you that makes a difference in people's lives. As an individual, by the special grace of God, everywhere I've been, I've tried to leave the place better. Everybody God brings into contact with me, I try to leave them better. That's my goal, to leave them better than I met them. I teach them, I share, try to be a good example with them. The greatest um, thing people have said about me, in my opinion, is that I've been consistent. Consistent. Everyone that knows me, if you know me for the past 10 years, is the same, same Samuel. My goal is anyone God brings my way, I must leave the person better than I met him. I, in every way. I know I have the anointing in me. You have the anointing in you. The anointing, the Holy Ghost in you, is there. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you to make other people's life better. That is how to be the salt of the earth. You are here. Salt is a, a preservative agent. You are here to preserve lives, to preserve systems from decadence. You are here to preserve lives. If you are in a place, you don't need to make noise. Just put salt. You know, those days before um, the refrigerators, the freezers were invented, they used salt to preserve um, meat. Salt does not speak. Once salt gets in, it doesn't say, I am here. Salt is here. Salt is here. Salt. No, salt is quiet. Does not make noise, but it makes news. When you are there, people should not be able to do certain things when you are there as a genuine Christian. As a true Christian, people should not be able to talk anyhow they like when you are there. People should not be able to play some kind of music when you're there. If your presence does not convict, uh, convince unbelievers, if your presence does not limit the activities, sinful activities of people around you, you need to work on your Christian life. Probably, probably people don't know that you're a Christian, a submarine Christian. You need to work on your Christian life. People should keep quiet. People should apologize when they use foul language, when they swear 
around you. They should apologize. If you look like people, you cannot lead them to look like Jesus. If you try to blend in with people, you cannot make a difference in their life. You are here. If there is corruption at your workplace, you are there to bring a change. You are here to preserve, to preserve systems. You are here to add flavor and taste into people's lives. Salt, have you ever tried to cook without salt? Especially from Africa, uh, most of our food, we need salt. We need salt. No matter how much you spend to make a, uh, a pot of soup, if you don't add salt to it, nobody will be able to eat it. It will be tasteless. To be tasteless. Salt adds taste to food. So also you are there to add flavor. Bring out the good things in the lives of people. Bring out the value in the lives of people. Make people believe in God and believe in themselves. Bring out the greatness in people's lives. Salt brings out the greatness in a food. In a dish, salt brings out the taste. No salt, the food is going to be <laughs> Amen. The same way, you are there to make people's life better. To put smiles on people's face. Give people hope. Bring hope in a, in a hopeless life. Bring hope. You know, I... And some years ago, when I, I always share my testimony of when I was in Bible school, it was a tough time. It's not supposed to be tough. There's no rule that life is supposed to be tough for you when you're in Bible school, okay? That it happened to me does not make it a rule. Okay, but life was tough. I ended up living in a safe house. Um, one of the people who sponsored the safe house, very wealthy, rich lady, uh, she saw me one day. And she said that I always make her feel guilty. Whenever she sees me, I have this smile on my face. Even though they know my circumstances, you know, there's this smile I always have that convicts her, makes her feel bad because here she was, she had everything, all the good things of life, and still she doesn't have joy. She doesn't have a smile on her face, you know. Then another guy also commented how whenever they see me smile, it gives them hope. Just smile. Everything about you as a child of God is anointed. Your smile is anointed. Let that anointed smile come out. Be an encouragement to people. Don't walk around with uh, ugly face, with frowning face as if you were baptizing lemon juice. No, man. Smile. Where you're listening to me now, smile, smile. It's for free, smile. Go to the bathroom, look at yourself, give yourself a big smile. God bless you. Thank you for smiling. Amen. You are here as a healing agent. Salt is a healing agent. Salt brings healing. That's why Jesus Christ told you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then one of the signs that follow you as a preacher of the gospel is that you lay your hands on the sick and they shall be healed. There is healing power on the inside of you. 
part of the way to be the salt of the earth is to bring healing. Bring healing to homes, bring healings to families, bring healings to people's soul, spirit and body. When you bring uh, the gospel to someone and the person receives the gospel, you have brought healing to his soul, uh, to his spirit. Salvation is healing for the spirit. Deliverance is healing for the soul. When you cast out the devil from people, you know, when you share the word of God with them, you are renewing their minds. Discipleship is healing for the soul. Hallelujah. Bring healing to the souls of men. Bring healing to the souls of men. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bring hope to hopeless people. Bring comfort to people who are mourning. Bring, you know, bring positive energy. That's healing for the soul. Wherever you are, don't discourage people. Be an agent of encouragement. Encourage people when they are down. Bring motivation to people. Then healing for the body. When somebody is sick, you put your hands on them and release the power of God in you. Cross the sickness to die. Command the body to be healed. That is how to be the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Jesus said, let your light so shine among men that they will see your good works. Not hidden good works. Let your lifestyle be the light. What is light? Light shows people the way. If there's darkness in a place, you stumble, you hit your leg on things, you get hurt. If there's darkness, you can fall into a pit. If there's darkness, so many things can happen. You show people how to lead a life that pleases God. You show people how to lead a life that pleases God. That's how to be the light of the world. Don't blend in. Don't try to be like them. Don't say, no, 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 I don't. I'm not, I don't want to judge. No, you're not judging anyone. The Bible says, do not be a partaker of the unfruitful works of darkness, but reprove it, expose it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't join them. Uh, there's a saying in Nigeria, if you can't beat them, you join them. No. We are not there to join them. You cannot even beat them. Jesus can beat them. Live your life. Be a Christian. Show people how to lead the life that pleases God. Especially believers. Many of them don't know. They don't know. We have believers that are still indulge in sexual immorality. They live with someone they are not married with. Somebody needs to show them. Not just say correcting them, but it doesn't show in your life. I'm going to come to that one day. Remove the log of food in your own eyes before you tell somebody there's a speck on their eyes. You cannot be correcting people of what you're doing yourself. Don't be preaching to people to stop sleeping around when you yourself are guilty of that. Amen. The light of the world. You are here to give people guidance, give them direction, make disciples. Making disciples like what I'm doing now, 
is letting my light shine. I'm showing you how to live the life. Teach someone, find somebody. As a believer, if there's nobody, if you're not making a disciples, you are failing. And you give account to God when you stand before him. Because the purpose of your life is to make disciples, brother. I taught a teaching series on discipleship. Go get the teaching series. I wrote a book, Make Disciples. It's available on my website, samuelodo.org. Make Disciples. You will discover, learn what God has taught me and how to make disciples. It's an anointed, powerful book. The Holy Spirit taught me himself. Hallelujah. I've been making disciples since 1998. So I think I'm a little good at it. So please get that book, Make Disciples. Go to samuelodo.org and download the book absolutely free of charge. If you are struggling to download it, send me a WhatsApp. Give me a call. Praise the Lord. You are here to give people guidance as the light of the world. You are here to be an example of a true Christian as the light of the world. Let people see your good works. Let people see your good works. As a husband, as a wife, be a ex- good example at home. Don't just Bible bash people, preach, or correct everyone, and you yourself, you're not living the life. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husband, even those who refuse to accept the good news. Your godly lives will speak to them better than any words. They will be won over by watching your pure, godly behavior. People don't care what you say. They observe your lifestyle. It's your lifestyle that gives value to your words. Your lifestyle gives value to what you say. Your lifestyle. Let your lifestyle correspond with what you preach. Don't just preach to people, show them. Don't just tell people what, how to live the life, godly life, a good life. Show them how to live a life. He says, even those who refuse to accept the good news, those who refuse to obey the word of God, when they observe your lifestyle, your godly life, by watching your pure godly behavior, they will be won over to Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12 first peter chapter 2 verse 12 the bible says verse 12 i read from the nlt be careful how you live among unbelieving neighbors where you live where you work be careful how you live among unbelievers be careful how you live among unbelieving neighbors even if they accuse you of doing wrong they will see your honorable behavior and they will believe and give honor to God when he, he comes to judge the world. Brother and sister, Christianity has lost power. The power of Christianity is in Christian character. The strength of Christianity is in our character, our lifestyle of holiness. You drink what they drink, you cannot win them over to Jesus. You smoke what they smoke, you cannot win them over to Jesus. You play the kind of music they play, you cannot win them over to Jesus. 
you have relationships like they have relationship ungodly relationship sinful relationship you can never win them to jesus so many people are the reason believers are the reason why people are not saved believers are mean like a snake wicked untrustworthy you can't trust them with money you do business with christians they defraud you in the name of jesus they defraud you in the name of jesus they defraud you sometimes i prefer to do business with unsaved people than saved people unfortunately unsaved people you know they have the nature of the devil they can do anything so you are you know what you are dealing with you are uh, you keep watch you are you know you are vigilant but believers they come to you talking sweet talking sound talking nice quoting scriptures and they will kill you in the process lord have mercy it's not supposed to be that way it's not supposed to be that way may god restore you if you are a christian you're listening to me and you feel like you've not been living the life can you say this prayer after me don't feel condemned just say after me say lord jesus i am sorry for my sins i repent of my sins forgive me my sins in jesus name i receive the forgiveness of my sins and the cleansing from all unrighteousness holy spirit empower me to live the true christian life in jesus name amen Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 1. We we'll read the book of Ephesians. It's a catalog of of the Christian life. How to live the Christian life. Follow follow God's example in everything you do because you are his dear children. The Bible says uh, 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 King James says be therefore followers of God as dear children. Follow God's example. He say be ye holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. God is a holy God. If you are a child of God, you should be a holy child. Follow God's example. He keeps his word, for example. Keep your word. He does not lie. Bible say God is not man that he should lie. Stop lying. Follow God's example. God is love. Love people. God is faithful. Be faithful. Follow God's example. God is merciful. Be merciful. Don't be mean. May God help us. May God help us. God is patient with us. Otherwise he would have killed you. He would have killed me. Be patient with people. Follow God's example. Live a life filled with love for others verse 2. Live a life filled with love, my brothers and my sisters. Follow the example of Christ, who loved you and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And God was pleased because that sacrifice was a sweet-smelling perfume to him. Even when you were rotten, when I was in sin, Jesus gave his life. Don't give he didn't give up on me. A true Christian does not give up on people. Stop giving up on people because they don't meet your standard. You are not God. You yourself you do not meet with 
up with God's standard of holiness. You fall short of his standard every time. What makes you think you have the right to condemn other people? Praise the Lord. Verse 3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Let there be no sexual immorality, sexual impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Sexual immorality. Child of God, do you have sex with somebody who is not married to you? Maybe you say, no, but we are going to get married. We are in courtship. We are going to get married anyway. You are playing with fire. You are weakening your relationship, sowing the seed of suspicion. Bible says marriage is honorable with bed undefiled. You are sowing the seed of suspicion until you get wedded. You are not allowed to have sex. You are not allowed to have sex. Until you get married, it does not matter who does it. It does not matter who endorses it. You are not allowed to have sex with someone you are not married to. That is the Christian life, brother. That is the Christian life, sister. Any other thing is sin. Even your conscience tells you that what you are doing is wrong. Even your conscience. Worship leader. Members of the worship team. Sexual immorality is a sin against God. Watching pornography. But you say, no, I'm not, I don't want to have fornication. So I watch pornography. I masturbate so that I, I don't go sleep with someone. It's still the same. Jesus, we're coming to that. It's one of the commands of Jesus. Jesus said, if your eye offends you, you pluck it out. I'm not saying you should pluck, your out, uh, pluck out your eyes. But he said, cut off everything that makes you sin. Pornography. If it's Facebook, delete Facebook from your phone. If it's Instagram, that is making you sin. Have you noticed that Instagram looks like they're targeting men? All the reels. I deleted Instagram from my phone, deleted the Facebook app on my phone. Um, now my wife manages my social media. I don't have time for that anymore. It's full of nonsense. You know, so... Please. Sexual immorality has no place among Christians. Let no let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Be content with what you have. You want it all. You want it all. You are willing to do anything for money. Verse 4. Obscene stories, foolish talks, and coerced jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness. Don't make dirty jokes. Dirty jokes, joke about people's private parts. Joke about uh, ladies' buttocks. Don't make jokes. Don't make jokes. Don't join the world to make jokes. Don't share memes. Watch what you watch. Watch what you watch. Don't make jokes with the name of Jesus. Don't make jokes with the Bible. Don't make jokes with the word of God. 
Have you ever seen Muslims joke with the Quran? Have you ever seen Muslims joke with the name of Allah or Muhammad? They don't do that. One time a, a, a journalist made many years ago, I was in Nigeria then, many, a, a journalist made, there was supposed to be a Miss World comp, uh, a competition, a beauty pageant in Nigeria. One careless journalist made a joke that if Muhammad was alive or were alive, he would have married some of the ladies, some of the contestants. The Muslims did not find it funny at all. They burnt down that media house, killed a lot of Christians, killed a lot of people. We, we play with the name of Jesus. We joke with the name of Jesus. That's why when we call the name of Jesus in times of emergency, when we want, in times of need, it does not respond. It does not work. Because you've been joking, you don't honor the name of Jesus. The commandment still stands. It said, Thou shalt not call, use the name of your Lord of God, your Lord your God in vain. Don't call the name of Jesus in vain. Stop joking with the name of Jesus. You can be sure that no immoral, no impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater and a worshipper of things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the terrible anger of God comes upon all those who disobey him. Don't be fooled by those who tell you this thing don't matter. You cannot sin in your body. God does not deal with you, your, 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 your body. He deals with your spirit. It does not matter what you do in your body. My brother, be careful. There are all kinds of false doctrines. It's part of the signs of the end times. Be careful, be careful, be careful. For though, verse 7, don't participate in these things, in the things people do. For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Guys, can we stop um, defending LGBT people, LGBTQ? The same way you will not defend adultery. Adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, they are all the same. Same sin. Masturbation, same sin. Same in the eyes of God. So we don't make uh, being gay special. You are the same if you are an adulterer, fornicator. They are all sin. Stop fighting for the gay rights. Stop. You are fighting for evil. It's like fighting for, for adultery rights. Fighting for fornication rights. Stop fighting. Don't, don't join them. Don't join them. It's sinful. It's a sin. If you are sleeping with somebody who is not your wife, it's a sin. In the side, according to my Bible, according to the Bible, I don't know what your uh, standard is, but the Bible is our standards as Christians. Sleeping with someone, having sex with a woman, as a man that you are not married with, is fornication or adultery if you are married. If you are single, it's fornication. Praise the Lord. Let's make this thing clear. Clear. I know this will block many platforms for me. I don't care. If a platform where I cannot say this, it's not for me. 
never for me. Preach, don't be afraid. Tell them. People say no, but I'm sleeping with my I'm having sex with my fellow lady. And no, that's sin. I'm having sex with my fellow man, that's sin. I'm having sex with myself. It's sin. Jesus say if you look at a woman and lost after her in your heart, you have committed fornication. So for that covers porn and looking at people on the street. May God help us. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. Verse 10. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take, 11. Take no part in the worthless, worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, rebuke and expose them. Don't join them to do evil. People come and they uh, write the fake time. They come to work. They come by 9 o'clock. They write half past 8. People should know that if they come after you, then they are late. Because you will not change the time. You will not change the time. No matter what you lose, for righteousness sake, God will make sure you get it back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Verse 12. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But when the light shines on them, it becomes clear how evil these things are. And where your light shines, it will expose the evil deed. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Not as fools, but as those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Take every advantage, every opportunity you see from doing good. People throw things on the street. Take an opportunity. Pick it up. Some days ago, I was going to pick and pay a grocery shop here in King Williamstown, where I live. And it was raining and somebody had dropped a trolley in the rain. Some people were passing the trolley, passing by the trolley. I saw an opportunity to shine a light. I took the trolley, excuse me, and I took it back, took it in. Nobody saw me, maybe. Some people saw me, maybe. But I'm doing it as unto the Lord, not as a man's pleaser, but as a servant of God, doing the will of God from the heart. You go to uh, grocery shops in South Africa, for example, where people drop their basket on the ground and they kick it with their legs when they're on the queue. Kick it with their legs. Man, be a Christian. Don't do that. If that's what your shop would do, like it. You see, you're shopping and things fall off from the shop and you leave it. Pick it up. Put it on the shelf. Or you're walking by in the shop, you see vegetables on the floor, fruits on the floor. Can you just pick it up? The least you could do is call one of the staff and tell them to pick it up. Amen. Let's be Christians. Let's be Christians. Take every opportunity to shine us life. People throw things on the street. I'm not saying you should keep picking. Sometimes you must just show them. No, don't do that. If you can pick it up, you pick it up. Don't litter the street yourself. Don't join them. Don't say because the street is already dirty, I can throw stuff around. No. Be a genuine Christian. Verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what 
the Lord wants you to do. Don't just do things anyhow. Understand what does the Lord want me to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit feel and control you. Some people are trying to feel with alcohol what only the Holy Spirit can feel in their lives. Can I tell you the truth? A Christian is, is not supposed to be drinking alcohol. Apostle Paul said, if eating meat will make my brother stumble, I'd rather never eat meat and become a vegetarian. My brother, many people believe. He said for their conscience sake, even you, you may believe there's nothing wrong with eating food, uh, sacrifice to idols, but if for the sake of your brother who believes it is wrong, don't do it. Imagine now you, you meet me in a brothel and I'm drinking beer. Or I meet, I come pre to preach in your church and I'm smelling like alcohol. Are you going to take me seriously? Are you going to take me seriously? I'm not going to, you're not going to take me seriously. I'm smelling like alcohol or I'm smoking, smelling like cigarettes. Will you allow me to preach on your pulpit even if you smoke? You will not take me seriously. If your child is dying, will you take your child to a pastor you know that is a drunkard, that drinks? Or you, 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 will you take your child, your dying child, to a pastor you know that is a chain smoker? If you cannot control the urge to drink, you cannot control the urge. When the devil tempts you, big temptations, you will fall for it. You will fall for it. You will fall flat. If you cannot control that thing that's making you smoke, even though you know it's not good for your health, man, you cannot control a demon. Let me stop there. Praise the Lord. Don't get drunk. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the true Christian life. True Christian life. A Christian is not supposed to be drinking alcohol. Don't ask me for verses and chapters and verses. Go search for yourself. Go and search for yourself. Don't ask me. If a Christian asks you to show me in the Bible where the Bible says you should not drink, tell him, go search for yourself. Don't be afraid. Tell people, a Christian is not supposed to smoke. A Christian is not supposed to take drugs. A Christian is not... Drugs, in case you are living in a place where drug means medication. Drug is drug that is abused. Cocaine, uh, nicotine, uh, tick, uh, crystal meth, or whatever. Heroin. Christian is not supposed to be taking those. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit, wine will ruin your life. Wine will ruin your life. Getting drunk with wine will ruin your life. Man, you know, can I tell you the truth? All the Christians, that I, that I know who take alcohol live defeated lives. All the Christians that I know who drink alcohol, they've got no, uh, you don't see anything wrong with them. They call me to pray for them. They have problems. They cannot deal with demonic stuff, oppression. When it comes, they cannot, they call me for prayers. Things are not going well with them. I don't know one Christian who drinks alcohol, who smokes, that is completely in control of his life, like God has intended, having dominion. Check it. Check those ones who drink. Check them. They have one problem. 
marriage problems, divorce, uh, check it, financial difficulty, inexplainable, difficult problems, sickness, chronic illness, check it, check it, and then come and let's talk. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit feel and control you. Somebody will be thinking, who do you, you think you are? Sam, who do you think you are? Do you have time? I can tell you who I think I am for an entire day. Just get your Bible and come to me. Don't be drunk with wine that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit feel and control you. Then you will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself, making music to the Lord in your heart. And you always give thanks for everything to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. You wives submit to your husband as to the Lord. It's part of a way of being a Christian. Submit to your husband unconditionally. Especially when the submission does not violate scriptures. When your husband asks you to go sleep with another man, no. You don't do that. When your husband said you will never go to church again, no, that's a limit. When your husband says you must never pray in the name of Jesus again, no, you know that one, you would rather submit to God. You are submitted to God first before you submitted to your husband. You wives submit to your husband for as you do to the Lord. For as for a husband is the head of his wife and as Christ is the head of his body, the church. He gave his life to be her savior. As the church submits to Christ, you wife must submit to your husbands in everything. And you husband, don't think you were talking to the wives alone. You must love your wife with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and God's word. You know how Christ loved us when we were not perfect, when we were full of sin. So love your wife even though she's full of sin, even though she's imperfect. Love your wife, love your wife, love your wife. Unconditional love, love just like God loves you. Love your wife, love your wife. Even if she talks too much, love your wife. Even if she's dirty, love your wife. Even if she's not good in bed, love your wife. Even if she challenges your authority, he didn't say love your wife as long as she submits to you. Love your wife. He didn't say submit to your husband as long as he loves you. Submit to your husband. Love your husband. Don't just say I submit to you because if not for the Bible, if not for the Bible, I will break your head. If not for the Bible. And don't say to your wife, if not that the Bible said I should love you. If not that the Bible says I should love my wife, I will kick you out now and go get another wife. No. Praise the Lord. 27. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. For a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. No one hates his own body, but lovingly cares for it, just as Christ cares for his body, which is the church. 
and we are his body. Take care of your wife. Take care of her financially. Take care of her emotional needs. Take care of your wife. May God help us. May God help us. I know sometimes we want to do this. That's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to love. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to submit. 31. As scripture, as the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it's an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. Again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Praise the Lord. Respect your husband. Love your wife. Love your wife. Protect your marriage. Don't go telling bad stuff about your wife to your, your family members. Anything you say about your spouse that makes other people perceive him or her negatively, it's not right. It's a sin. Don't say anything about anyone that will make another person perceive them negatively. We all are guilty of this in one way or another. Let's repent. Live the Christian life. You are the light of the world. You are here to make a difference. Beginning from your home, your workplace, the church, the community, the world at large. You are here to preserve lives, to preserve systems from decadence. You are here to add flavor and taste into people's lives. You are here to be a healing agent. As the light of the world, you show people how to live the life that pleases God. As the light of the world, you are here to give people guidance direction through your own life and through your words making disciples you are here to be an example of a true christian you are here to be an example of a true christian let people see your good works and glorify god praise the lord hallelujah i don't want to assume that everyone who listen to me now is born again jesus christ was sent by god to the earth to die for you and for me. God put all of our sins on Jesus Christ. All your sins have been placed on Jesus. He died for your sins. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. Now, the wall standing between you and God, uh, standing, stopping you from having a relationship with God, has been broken. All you need to do is to put your faith in Jesus. If you believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord. What is Lord? Jesus is the owner. It's your owner. It's your Lord, your master. And confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you are not born again, you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, also say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. And on the third day, God raised you from the dead. I am a sinner. I repent of my sins. Forgive me and wash me with your blood. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Give me 
that new prayer language in Jesus name. Amen. If you say that prayer, congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us with the information provided. Reach out to us and we'd like to be part of your journey. We would like to help you walk this journey with Jesus. Please, we are about to start a Bible school for the rest of the world, online Bible school. If you are interested, reach out to us and we'll send you the application form and we're preparing an army for Jesus. God bless you. Please share this podcast now. Share the link. Share the link on your status, WhatsApp status. Share it on Facebook. Let other people know about this message. Share it with other believers and God bless you as we do in Jesus' name. Amen.